GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ and I am joined by two men I'd stick in the back of a train any day. (laughs) (laughs) I I was going to say... out of context, that sounds really bad. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Yep. <laughs> Maybe I'll just bindle. leave it. I got my bindle. I'm ready to go. Your bindle? <laughs> yeah. What are you? Some kind of train hobo? Yeah, yes. He's a hobo. Yeah. <laughs> well, as you can probably tell, I am obviously joined by Hovercraft Joe. Uh, what is up, LPJ? And, is that a question? Yeah, it was a question. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I am also joined by uh, my brother Chops. Look at him. There he hello, is. Hello. Hello. How you doing? Good, good, good. I'm glad you're using your real mic this time and not that crappy it, mic that you used last time I talked to you via Zoom. Does it sound better on this mic? Yeah, it sounds way oh. better on that mic. Oh, okay. oh man. We're getting we're getting some real behind the scenes mic talk to start off this episode. Listen, I don't need quality when we're just talking about dumb role playing games. <laughs> we're not being recorded there. We're good. Yeah, he's he busts out the good stuff when he's gonna be out in front of his adoring public. So Exactly. He knows that all the hit people tune into the Last Action Podcast. He heard that like two episodes ago, we were all bashing him. And he's like, I got to get back on this and restore my reputation. I'll be honest. I'm offended that I was bashed. Did I listen to the episode? No. <laughs> so, I don't even know what you guys said, but I'm offended well, by it. Spoiler alert. Most of it was about how you don't listen to the episodes. So oh, perfect. You kinda, okay, good. You kind of lived up to it. So, good, um, good. All right. So... <laughs> this, is, this is gonna be a rough one for me oh, we are here to talk oh, about yeah. snowpiercer the 2013 if you're in south korea or the 2014 movie if you're here in the united states right yeah you can just say 2014 we're good okay so it was released october 21st 2014 here in the united states yeah so um so as we do at this, the top of this, we, we talk about our history with the movie. My history with this movie is I knew it was a movie. I had never seen it. Um, I don't know. A while ago, LPJ was like, hey, I want to do Snowpiercer for the uh, podcast. And I said, absolutely not. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to do it. No, we're not going to do that movie. And we didn't do it. Why? Why didn't you want to do it then? I mean, now I, I'm sure I understand. But at that point, why? Because, and I, I listen, I'm not going to put my cards on the table, but it didn't. First of all. You get motion sick on trains. We know. I, I didn't know. And listen, I, I didn't think it was enough of an action movie. I, uh, from what I knew about it, I was like, oh, this movie is like a bummer and it's probably very long and I, I, I don't want to watch it. And, and most of the things that I felt about it are true. I got to be honest <laughs> with you. I, I mean, like, I, I don't want to put, I don't want to, you know, like we got a lot to go through, but like, I, I don't, I stand by my not wanting to watch this for the podcast, but I had to watch it for the podcast. I watched it on Peacock with limited commercial interruptions 
And that's my experience with that. And apparently, I do know that there's a TV series about this, but I've never watched it. Anyways, uh, Chops, you're the guest. You picked the movie. What's your experience? Yeah, and I wasn't told that you had such a disgust <laughs> in not wanting to watch this movie. So I wouldn't have picked this if I had known that, which I feel kind of bad about. Because, frankly, I also did an extensive culinary research on this uh, on this movie. I ate everything that they ate and talked <laughs> about eating in the movie. Uh, and we'll get to my review on, on the various things that they talked about eating uh, later. Um so I, I put a lot into – I mean, I'm in trouble for putting that to the test. Well, um, <laughs> I think the biggest bummer is that you're like, yeah, it was between this and another movie, and you told me what the other movie was. I was like, oh, that would have been great to do. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah I kind of so, regret it. I mean, like, I so I saw this – P.S., this is a bad way to start <laughs> Well, you guys are for, I'm so I'm, like, I'm so happy right now. Sorry, <laughs> for a real sorry. treat. Like I love it. No. I love I love having Joe tortured and Matt feeling guilty about torturing Joe. Oh well, I felt guilty for like a second. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, now. he's he's um, Anyways, go ahead. I I so where where was this release? Is this on Netflix originally? Uh, I don't no, know. No, it was I released in theaters. Well, released yeah, in theaters. It, it did well, come I, out yeah, in theaters that, but, but I like, watched I, it originally I, on Netflix. Okay, that's that's where I watched it too. I was just so this is one of the movies where like um, I got in like a really big like because it's a Korean film director, right? Correct. Yeah. Yes, South I got Korea, into yeah. like a big Korean film kick, and I just watched a bunch of weird stuff. And this happened to be one of the movies that I found along the way. How long ago um, was that? I don't even know. That was, uh, I don't know, a long time ago. It feels like. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I watched this on Netflix and I remember liking the movie a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, fast forward to now, <laughs> things are different. Things are right. very different. And you had, uh, between now and your initial watching, you had never gone back and revisited. No, it. no. In my head, it was still like, oh, this will be a good movie. It's a, you know, there's Chris Evans in it. Oh, he was, he was pretty good in it. That's all I remembered about his character. <laughs> um, and... I wish I had remembered just a little bit more. Uh, I, I will say that I also appreciated um, what's his name? Is it William Hurt or is it yeah, uh, John, 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 John Hurt? John Hurt. John Hurt. John Hurt. Yeah. I, I, when I saw him, I was like, "Oh man!" I was kind of bummed out because well, I really enjoy him as an actor, and, and, well, and, and it reminded and me the, you died. And that's the thing about this movie is there's a lot. I mean, there's I mean, there's a lot of talent in this movie. We'll get yeah. to it. We'll cover it more here in a little bit. But I mean, it's not like. I mean, there are big name, good deal actors, and I would say they're doing a good job in this movie. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's performance. Is yeah, bad. no, the acting is, is is is. I have no problem with the acting whatsoever in this movie. Yeah, that's the least of my concern. I, I feel like we have a we're gonna have a lot to unpack. But uh, LBJ, what about you? What's your background with this? Yeah, I saw this on Netflix pretty soon after it was released on Netflix. Um, I don't know if I don't was I the one who told you about it, Chops? I don't know if I was or not. I don't I don't know. I, I remember there's a period in my life where I would just watch anything. <laughs> any movie that anybody recommended or, maybe, or had you know like what? a small. I think maybe you out. told me about it. I think about I probably it. did. I think if, it was. I think it might have you who told me about it. But I yeah, but I saw it on Netflix and um and I hadn't really gone back to rewatch it after that. But I remember really liking it mm-hmm. the first time I watched it. I remember thinking it was, you know, weird and dark. 
but I remember enjoying it a lot. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, um, this is the, only the second time I've seen it. Okay. So uh, this movie has a budget of $40 million. Holy cow. Um, it's domestic gross here in the United States makes $4 million. Uh, but it's uh, worldwide gross is $86 million. So, you know. Yeah, I, well, I it like, only had a limited release here in the U.S. R- right. So it doesn't make a lot of money here, but overall it's a success. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, ninety four percent on this movie, which wow. I, I I mean I kind of get that though. Like I, I get why if you're a critic and like I don't uh, know, I kind of get that. Like we'll get into it more. And then the audience score is seventy two percent, so that's pretty high too. I guess so. so. Uh, top grossing movies of two thousand fourteen. This one always surprises me. Number one is American Sniper. Number two is The Hunger Games. Mockingjay Part 1, and number three is the only other movie we've ever done in 2014, Guardians of the Galaxy. This movie, Snowpiercer, came in 147th for the uh, box office in 2014. American Sniper? Yeah, when are you guys going to cover that? (laughs) Who's even in that? Like, I don't even remember what that movie is. Uh, Bradley, that was Coop, Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper. It's like it's like a real. It's based on the real memoirs of an actual like guy. Yeah, yeah. he Bradley was in Cooper like, played him. He was in he was like, like the a, Iraq War. He was a sniper, and then he came home, and he had like some issues, and then someone killed him. And yeah, huh. it was like a big. It's based on a book and a memoir, and like it was a big deal. Like I guess I didn't. I didn't realize that it was such a popular movie. But yeah, I don't know. Florida. So, Okay, so cast of Snowpiercer, uh, we mentioned uh, Chris Evans is in it as Curtis. Uh, You got Jamie Bell as Edgar. Uh, You got Tilda Swinton as Mason. Ed Harris as Wilford. Uh, Chops mentioned John Hurt as Gilliam. And the other person that I wanted to mention is Octavia Spencer as Tanya. Uh, What else you got for us, uh, LBJ? Uh, Ewan Bremner's in it. He's um, he's the guy that loses his arm. Uh, oh, okay. He's he's a, uh, you know, he's been in a bunch of different things. He's been in uh, well, you should train clar- spotting. You should- he's been in train spotting too. Um, you should clarify. He's the guy we see losing arm. He's the guy we see losing people, arm. There's a lot of one arm people in this. Movie. That's fair. Yep. Uh, Allison Pill's in this as a teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allison Pill from um, Scott, Scott Pilgrim. Pilgrim and. Very and 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 if you watch it, Picard on uh, on, I love you. I, you why? When did part of this podcast become you trying to get a reference about Star Trek in every week? Like I don't, I don't I know. know he's when. going through and watching all the series I, now. Yes, right? I know. He Chops, constantly I, talks about it. Okay, good. Chops. We have a, <laughs> a a private message on the Discord. Me, him, and Sphinx to talk about the podcast. They are constantly talking about Star Trek on this chat. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I literally was like, can you have a different chat to talk about Star Trek? I, I don't need to know this. And your brother was like, no, we can't. <laughs> All right, then. I do it. So, I do it just to bother you. I know. And it's like, not, if that's not enough, this is one other thing. In, in real life, non-Discord, I am on a chat with him, the Tush, and Jody. <laughs> Where it's just him and the Tush talking about wrestling all the time. <laughs> I have literally nothing to say, and they just message back and forth about wrestling. Joe, 
Joe, are you working through some things with my brother here? Like, it feels like I'm here just to hear you vent and like help you through how awful of a person he is. Say, um, no, your brother and I have been friends for long enough where I, I expect this kind of stuff from him. Okay. I, you know, I, I'm a safe place for you, Joe. If you ever need yeah, to escape, uh, the, let me know. the frustrating thing about your brother is it's hard to get him to respond to anything, any kind oh, of correspondence. Yes. Yes. But he responds faster than anything if him and dave are talking about wrestling he's like that's like message 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 i'm like we could ask you like anything and you wouldn't respond and like wrestling stuff you're like yup i got it i'm on point <laughs> yeah he he asked me if i wanted to be on the show bugged me the next day because i didn't know the movie told him the movie he said okay never told me what time we were going to <laughs> and i'm like all right well i guess that's all you needed from me i guess i'll be there when i'm there Jeez. Yeah, I had to tell you what time, and then yeah. I, I literally messaged your brother. Was like, "Hey, are we recording tonight?" Because you haven't responded to anything, and he's like, "Oh, in my, my defense, God. in my he's defense, like, my, dis- my Discord is acting up." It, no, I did. I had to, I had to completely uninstall it and reinstall the app because it was not working. Well, anyways, anyways, let's get back to this terrible movie. Okay, so <laughs> what about um now <laughs> the guy that plays. That, that oh, I Kang... have his, yes, I have his name up here. It is uh, uh, Kang Ho Song, right. who uh, was also in uh, Parasite, wh- yeah. which I still have not seen yet, but it is one that I really, really yeah. well. well and we really should talk really about that. We should, when you talk about the director, we'll bring that up. Well, I was gonna say he's like in all this guy's movies. Yes. I think is yeah. like the thing, right? He's such a um, good actor. He was he's in one of my other movies that I want to wa- uh, have you guys do in the show, which is the good, the bad, and the weird. Um, Never which heard is, of it. Which is a, a a Korean Western. Huh. Probably can't be any worse than this. Anyways, okay, so let's <laughs> you guys ready to do some net worse? Let's do, do it. We, do we talk about director and all that stuff? Gosh. It's like it's your first time on the podcast. We talk about the cast, then we do net worse, then we go into the director. Fine. 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 We'll do it your way. <laughs> Fine. No, Fine. No. It's cool. It's cool. We'll do it your way. It's not my it's not my way. It's the format that you stole from the very successful Legend of Retro, RIP Legend of yes. Retro podcast. Yes. They never talked about networks or directors on Legend of Retro. Well, that's true. Anyways, okay. So, networks, <laughs> let's start with Octavia Spencer. What do you think, uh, Chops, for Octavia Spencer? Uh, I'm going to go $8 million. You son of okay. a bitch. You can't like his Octavia $8 million? You're a jerk. No. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think, LBJ? $8 million, $1. Uh, fourteen million dollars. Boom! I win. Okay, nice. Uh, next up uh, is uh, the aforementioned Kang Hong, Kang Ho Song. What do you think for Kang Ho Song? He's got that sweet, sweet, good, bad, and the weird money. What do you think? Sixteen million. Sixteen million. Okay. What Wait, do, do we have to? Oh. Is this in American dollars or Korean? South Korean dollars? I don't know the exchange rate, so say American. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go. Ten million. Ten million. Uh twenty million dollars. Twenty million. <clears throat> All right. All right, LPJ. What do you think for uh Mr. Ed Harris? What do you think for Ed Harris? Ooh, he's got that Westworld money. Uh <laughs> whoa, whoa, just sweet, Westworld sweet. money? He's got that sweet, sweet Westworld money. All right, thank you. <clears throat> Thirty million. Thirty five million. Uh twenty five million. For, uh, so you were, you were way Harris. off. 
Uh, okay, Chops. Tilda yeah. Swinton. She's got that sweet, sweet playing the ancient one in uh, Doctor Strange and Avengers Endgame money. What do you think? And she's got that sweet, sweet uh, Constantine money. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, Weird pull. Yeah, I know, right? Um, I'm going to go with $40 million. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh, I don't know what if do I you can, think? Uh, she's got that sweet, sweet, sometimes she irritates me to no end money, and sometimes she's great. Uh, she's got that sweet, sweet uh, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe White Queen money. She's got that, <laughs> wow. she's got that sweet, sweet uh, Bob Dylan money. Wasn't she Bob Dylan in a... In a Bob <laughs> oh, yeah, I think, of that weird, I think yeah. of that weird movie where a bunch of different people played him. So. Yeah. What, do, what do you think? You already, had your, you already had your guess. Stop sweet, sweet, stop sweet, sweet in this. Um... Uh, Twenty-two million dollars, fourteen million dollars. Okay. I had a right. four. Next up, Jamie Bell. He's got that sweet, sweet playing the thing in the terrible Fantastic Four movie. What do you think, LBJ? I don't even know who this guy is. <laughs> um, Jamie Bell. I don't know who Jamie. I mean, I know who J- I obviously from watching this movie. I know who Jamie Bell is. I have literally, seen, I've literally, I've never, never seen him in anything else. You never, you never seen the 2015 Fantastic Four? No. No. Right. Are you telling me you you forgot completely about your favorite movie, Jumper? Never seen Jumper. Oh, okay. What? You've never seen Jumper? No. With Hayden Christensen? I know who's in it, but no, I've never seen it. He's in Rocket Man too. Oh, cool. Also, never <laughs> seen it. Okay, well, what's your guess for his net worth? I don't know. Two million. All right. What do you think, Chops? Uh, three million. Eleven million. Stop lowballing Jamie Bell, you jerk. I don't. I don't really know who he is. <laughs> okay, and finally. Chris Evans, uh, Chops. What do you think for Chris Evans? Captain America himself. Captain America, I'm going to go with $69 million. <laughs> Okay. Uh, LVJ. He's got that Knives Out money, which I wish was an action film. Um, but it's still a good movie. It's a great movie. That's why I want to do it on the podcast. Aaron refuses to watch it, and I can't get her to watch it. It irritates why? me. Why? I don't know. She just won't do it. That's so, weird. I know. And she, and she knows it hunks. Uh, Chris Evans and uh, Daniel Craig is nuts. Yeah, are in it. Yeah, she's still not on board. Not sold on it. And Don Johnson. Yeah, not sold on it. Maybe she's Anyways. a metaphobe. <laughs> Anyways, what's your guess for uh, you? We've done we've done Chris Evans at least once, maybe twice on the podcast. So yeah. What do you think? Uh, sixty million. Eighty million dollars for Chris nice. Evans. I knew it was so. a lot. <clears throat> All right. So LPJ, you wanted to talk about the director. You were chomping at the bit. Go ahead. Yeah, he's he's arguably the most successful Korean director of all time. He just won three Academy Awards for the movie Parasite, um, and a lot of that, a lot of his kind of um, popularization in the U.S. is due to this movie. Um, he kind of got his foot in the door with this, and critics recognized him for his brilliance as a director, and it, it blossomed into a movie like Parasite, which got him, like I said, three Academy Awards. Which Academy Awards did it get? Best Director, Best Screenplay, and... Probably Best Foreign Film, I would assume. Uh, No, Best Picture, Best Director, Best uh, Original Screenplay. Oh, shit. All right, well, uh, I have not seen it. I've heard good things. Um, So this movie, it's based on a, like, French graphic novel, right? Mm -hmm. Correct? Um, I, I... you know, if I would have had more time, maybe I would have, you know, seeked it, seeked it out, sought, sought it, out. it out. Jesus, read it. <laughs> yeah, yep, there it is. 
That's I'll, it. That's I'll, the word. I'll, I'll still an <laughs> LPJ line and say it's late. It's not, but I'm going to say that. Um, the screen story is by Bong Joon Hu, and the screenplay is by him and Kelly Masterson. Uh, and the music is by Marco Beltrami. I don't know if the music is anything to write home about. No. Didn't stand out to me. Um, okay. Anything you guys want to mention before we get into the plot? Anything else that you guys feel like we want to cover? Um, I mean, they shot this film with very little special effects as far as like digital stuff goes inside the train. It was all shot... They built, you know, giant train cars, four giant, three, three or four giant train cars to film every scene. Um, <clears throat> it was, I don't know. It's, that's really about it. That's all I got for right now. What about Great. you, Chops? There'll um, be more no, later. Let's get, let's get right into this plot. Okay. Um, oh, he just took a shot. He needed all it. All right. All right. There it is. <laughs> For the listeners at home, I had poured a shot and said, you know what? I'm only going to take it if I think I need it during this episode. Yep. yep. Getting into the plot. Just uh, took it. You ate one uh, of those okay. protein bricks that you had to wash down. <laughs> oh, God. So, okay. This movie is it, it, up front. It, there's a lot of exposition it has to cover. Um, there's It starts in 2014. Yep. There's global warming, issue, global warming issues. And maybe I'm... I hope I got this right. So they are like, hey, we have this thing. It's called CW7. We're going to launch it into the atmosphere, and it's going to fix the ozone? Yeah, it's, it, it's basically going to provide like, a, like a, a replacement for the ozone layer. But it doesn't and ends up causing like a second ice age. Like the whole world freezes, and all life becomes extinct except for the people that got on board this train uh, that's been, like, circling the globe for however many years. Because we jump ahead to the year 2000, 2031. 2031. You're right, right. Am I, am I getting the, the kind of buildup to this right? Yeah, that's yeah, it. This, this, you learn later more about, like, why the train was built or about right. the guy who built it. Well, but, we can, yeah, we can kind of start with that. Up front, okay. yeah, we can kind of start. We can give you a little bit more backstory than that. Um, the train was built by uh, what the hell's his name? Wilford. Wilford right? by this guy named Wilford, <laughs> who wanted to make a, a giant luxury train that could travel all the way around the world nonstop. And then global warming kind of happened, and his big plan was to make a self-sustaining society within a train. And everyone thought he was crazy. And then it turns out he was right. And so people paid money to hop on board, and that's where we're at now. And other people just jumped on board. Uh, yep, seemingly. Right. And that's where because, we started in the back. Right, because the whole, the whole crux of this movie is that there's a big like class system on the train, right? You got, you got the rich people up front, and then in the tail, you got the poor people, right? That's kind of like the whole... Yep. Crux. Well, well, that that's the crux of the movie, but they explain it as that the train is is basically considered its own closed ecosystem. So the fact that they're on the back of the train is just due to the fact that the science behind this closed ecosystem of this train has been thrown off balance and out of whack because it wasn't accounting for all these extra people who just boarded it. Right. 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 Okay. That makes sense. No, I don't think uh, so. 
Oh boy! I <laughs> thought it was. I thought it was. They purposely had it set up that way because they need people in the back to do things like, you know, run. They needed some people in the back, but not the extra. Um, I don't know how many hundreds that they had in there because, like, they used the metaphor of the fish later on in the train car. Uh, where they explain how it's a closed ecosystem that they can only have sushi two times a year because they have to maintain the balance um, as kind of like a metaphor for the train itself where it's it, it was thrown out of whack yeah. when these people jumped on, so they have to do certain things to maintain I, the ecosystem of the train. I, I, agree, right. I, I agree with Chops on this, because I think that what they give you is, like, there were people that had tickets, and they're the rich people, and then kind of because they're like, oh, the world's freezing, they let a bunch of people onto the back of the train. Right, right. But it was more, it, they weren't expecting to have all these people on the train. Like, they let them on, but then they're like, oh, we have too yeah, many Yeah, because they, they said that in the first month, they didn't give them food or water. So then they turned on themselves. Correct. Yes. And then a month after that, after after some other things, which I'm sure we'll get into, yes. is when they started um, the development of the protein bars and like other things to help cycle resources back through the train. Right. 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 Yeah. So okay. So we're introduced to the tail section of the train. It's all the poor people. There's like a thing where they're always coming back and taking like a head count. They're bringing in these protein blocks. Uh, they take a guy up front because they're like, hey, we need someone who can play violin. And there's <laughs> randomly a guy there. It's like, I was first chair violin at the Boston Symphony Symphony Orchestra. And they're like, okay. Well, um, well and his wife. And then they're like, nah, we just need you. They, they gun butter in the face. Yeah. <laughs> and then he do. goes with them. Yeah, and so they eat the the protein blocks. They're kind of like weird, like Jello looking like things, like yeah, gelatin so I, blocks. I, I, I made one here at home. I, I, it took a long time for me to find um, all the bugs that I needed to grind up. <laughs> uh, my wife did not appreciate me storing them in our pantry for so long because I had to, you know, hold on to them. Um, it wasn't that bad. You know, you just had like a little cherry flavoring to it. It wasn't too bad. Oh well, that's good to know. Um, so this is Jello. The poor section is very rough. Like, uh, very rough's an understatement because, <laughs> like, uh, spoiler alert. Later on, they explain like what that first month was, and they were all basically cannibals. Uh, and then they're now reformed cannibals, I guess you could say. Yeah, well, yeah, and we'll cover that a little more here later. But like, so we're introduced to Chris Evans. He's like a real like. Curtis, but I'm just going to call him Chris Evans. He's like a real mover and shaker back there. Like everyone knows him and like, you know, he's meeting with John Hurt and John Hurt is like, he's like kind of the leader of the tail section. Mm -hmm. And they've been, this movie's so confusing to me. So they've been getting like secret messages in the protein blocks, like telling them stuff they need to do because they want to like revolt and like take over the train and they 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 get one that basically tells them they need to break this guy out of the prison section cuz he is like a security expert and he knows how to open all the doors so they can I get think them he, to the front of the I train. I think he made all the locks is what Okay, yes. is that what it is? Okay. Yep. He's the guy who did all the locks in the in the train. He did okay. he did so made they, all the, he did all the security in the train. Okay. Oh. Yep. So they get a they get a note they're like hey you got to break this guy out. Meanwhile, they come back, this lady in yellow, and they're, like, inspecting all the kids, and she's, like, measuring them for some reason. And we don't know why. They take this one dude's kid. They take Octavia Spencer's kids. Um, the, the the dude whose kid they take, the guy that LBJ said he knew, I have no idea who he is. Ewan he, like, 
he throws a shoe at Tilda Swinton and they're not happy about it. So like they, they take his arm and they like stick it out a hole in the side of the train and like lock it out there. So it like freezes solid. And and meanwhile, meanwhile, like this is where I'm getting the first up until now, this movie it's sci it's sci-fi, you know, but I'm like, okay. Yeah. It's like post-apocalyptic sci-fi. It's not real sad yet. Right. So, but this, then Tilda Swinton shows up and I get, I get my first inkling that I'm like, oh, this movie's very weird because she's like a very weird character and she's giving this very weird speech talking about like the sacred engine and like all this stuff. And I'm like, what? She's real eccentric. Yes. And then they, then they bring in the guy's arm. It's frozen solid. They smash it with a hammer. This guy's got this big hammer. They smash it. Um, and I guess it's just like that's the way they punish people in the train. Um, um, yeah, I wanted to ask the physicist of the podcast, sure. um, LPJ, uh, the science behind what would happen if you left your arm out like that. Would the frostbite actually stop at where it was, and would they be able to shatter it without uh, causing like hemorrhaging to happen from the rest of his body? First of all, it would have to get below a certain temperature in order for that to happen. Just sticking your arm out of a window in cold to in frozen temperature isn't going to do it. It's got to get, you know, the 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 air temperature itself has to be so far well below zero that all the molecules in the arm completely stop and freeze. Yes. I have a question, and like I'm going to get into this a little sooner. Doesn't this movie contradict itself? Isn't the whole point of this movie that it's not as cold outside? Yes, that's what I was going to bring up. Is? I didn't want to. So, I didn't want to ruin the ending just yeah, yet. But yeah. I, I'm sorry. Like, I, but it's like I feel like this whole like it doesn't work because like yeah. the reveal at the end of the movie is like. Anyways, we'll get into that more. Sorry, I didn't mean but, to interrupt. No, you're, but you're correct. It, it, Joe, you're 100% correct in that. But as far as the science itself goes, no, it, even even at its coldest, like with all the plant life dying and everything, it would have to be so far below zero that... Or he'd have to be out there for so long, right? No, like, even then. Would... Even then, it's only going to get so cold. Oh, okay. Um, because they're they're like they're like oh we need seven minutes like remember that's the whole thing right, is yeah. like it's gonna take seven minutes to freeze. <gasps> Excuse me. Yeah. So guys, he, I have I have yeah. like five pages of notes. Right, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's keep His arm shatters. Yes, when it thaws, he would hemorrhage out and die. But moving on. So Chris Evans is like, hey, John Hurt. I don't think, I don't think these guards actually have bullets, right? I think that they are just pretending like they have bullets and bullets are extinct and they used them all up in the last like revolution or whatever. So yeah, because they, they kind of hinted that John had led a rev, uh, John Hurt had led, re, led a revolution earlier, right. several uh, years earlier. Yeah. yeah. So they end up starting the riot and it turns out like Chris Evans is right. Like they don't have bullets. Cause he like runs up, puts the guy's rifle right against his forehead <laughs> and pulls the trigger. And like, there's no bullets. So, um, they, I do like the fact that like they have to like wedge these doors open so they like tie all these like barrels together oil and like drums, yeah. oil drums and basically make like a battering ram to like wedge between all of them. Um, they they get the guy out of well, what I like the one guy they introduce, he's like a super badass. Like, remember when like yeah. there's like the big guy and he comes like running over all the barrels and he like kills that guy with yeah, like, all the tattoos, he doesn't say a word. Yeah, that guy's cool, right? Yep. Like, oh, yeah, totally. So, I don't remember who um, that guy is. 
they get to the prison section. Man, how terrible is the prison section in this train? It's just like coolers. Yeah, it's literally <laughs> like a morgue, like yeah. the drawers that people have in a morgue. And they like, because they find the one that the guy's in and they unlock it and they pull it out. Like, why would they even keep prisoners on the train then is what I'm wondering. Like, why not just, if they're just going to be staying in like a stasis, which they don't explain how they do. They're not just in throw stasis. them off the thing. They're yeah, not in he, stasis. Like, he couldn't wake up. What, what, what were they just yeah. asleep? What, no, no, they were just, any sense. yeah, they were just locked up in there asleep. They're not. They're not in stasis or anything. They're just. Well, they didn't explain that they weren't. That was so weird to me. Can somebody explain to me? Because how they get this guy to help? Who wants to explain the train drugs to me? Chronos. Yeah. Who wants to explain it to me? Uh, It is. So it's a byproduct of whatever, like a grease or a fuel or something they're using on there. My guess is it's probably like, like huffing gasoline. Like it's probably some kind of alcohol or some kind of like antifreeze or something along those lines that when it crusts up or when it when it dries dries up. out it um it turns into like that mush and people just probably huff it you know like it would like it's you know like it's any kind of weird like you would drug. put like like spray paint in a yeah. in a bag like All it's right. the gases. Well, basically, they offer this guy the the drug, like, hey, every time you open one of these doors, we're going to give you some of the drug. And then they let his, what we learn is his daughter is also in the prison. They let her out, right? Yep. I thought it was his sister. No, it's his daughter. It's his daughter. It is? Yep. Okay. Yeah. At the end of the movie, she's like, daddy? Anyways. Uh-huh. Um, so they, they're working their way up the train. They get to where the, the car where they make the protein bars um, and, and the stunning revelation that the protein bars are made from cockroaches. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like and they, Chris Evans opens up the thing and it's just all these cockroaches in there. And they've also taken Tilda Swinton's character hostage at this point, too. Yep. That's right. That's right. Because they, they're going to kill her. And she's like, hey, I'll get you up to the front to Wilfred if you don't kill me. That's yes. right. Sorry. I forgot about that part. Uh, we also learned that like Chris Evans, he was 17 when he was when he got on the train and he's been on the train for 17 years. Yep. Is that okay? Yep. Um, so they open a door and this whole next car is full of bad guys. And these bad guys are all, they all have axes. <laughs> they have a, they have a gang train all, car. Like I don't yeah, understand this. They, they all have axes and they're all wearing masks that seemingly cover their eyes. Yeah. So they can't yep. see. Mm-hmm. And then, then the then the fish scene happens, right? So like, there's all these guys with axes. One of them pulls out a full size fish and like cuts it open with his axe. Yeah, is that to like? Are they like poisoning the axes? I don't I don't understand anything that's happening. Right I now. have no clue about the fish and, part. And this is a train car that has like just windows. No, nothing right. else in it. Yeah, it's just I, like an I, empty maybe train they're car. gonna. It's to symbolize they're gonna gut them like fish. I mean, then they could just say it. <laughs> I don't know. Because like, they pass the fish around. Like, I don't, I don't My know. note literally says, now they're cutting open a fish. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that part was weird. I, I don't understand that part either. So they, they start fighting. Like, Chris Evans gets his hand on an axe and just starts. He kills so many people. And, like, Chris I Evans... S- Chris oh, Evans seemingly has no combat skills, but he's very good at fighting in this movie. I, I will say this is probably one of my least f- favorite parts of this movie. 
Like <laughs> this this part this, this is yeah. one of my favorite parts of the movie. This, this because like I didn't like the camera work. It seemed really shaky for no reason. The choreography <laughs> of the fighting was not good. Like they yeah. were it was really bad in my opinion. And it and it would just seemed like it seemed like it was way too big of a space for what they were trying to portray. Well, you want to know what the worst part about this scene was? They're all fighting. Chris oh, the Evans. holiday? No, no, no. That oh. is terrible. Chris <laughs> Evans Chris Evans is murdering a bunch of people with an axe and yep. then slips on the fish. Yep. That they gutted. I was like, did he really just slip and fall down on that fish? <sighs> yeah. Somebody, what comes next? I gotta. I gotta um, so, so breath. they're they're killing a bunch of people, yep. and then um, they realize where they're at, and it's a spot where the train breaks through um, a bunch of ice uh, on the tracks that symbolize that happens just before a bridge that they pass, which symbolizes a new year on the train. Right, because it takes a full year rep- revolution to get around, and the bridge is how you know. So it's like yep. the 18th year they've been on the train. Yep. So, so it's they, like. They stopped the fight yep. to have, and like, a celebration of the new year. Yep. So I, I took this as, like, a game off, game on scenario, like, when you play <laughs> oh, that's hockey totally what it was. In, in the street. And and then once that is over, what the back people of the train don't realize is is that there's a tunnel up ahead because they live in total darkness. They don't they don't know that they have. Yeah, the back of the train has no windows. Yeah. So can a it, lot of these wait, people have can, never seen what the outside actually looks like. Can, can I read a note to you guys? It yeah. says, they go over a bridge. Happy New Year? Question mark. I don't get this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, yeah. Um, so, oh, oh. well, when it when it's New Year's, they stop. So, Tilda Swinton. Is this where they get Tilda Swinton? This is where they get Tilda Swinton. Because oh, she this gives, is where she yeah. gets the, yeah. yeah, okay. Because she gives another speech. Like, everybody stops fighting yeah. so she can give, like, another dumb speech. And then they're like, oh, yeah, we're about to go through the tunnel because all the axe guys put on, like, night vision goggles. And, and there's a scene just before this, too, that the prisoner looks out the window at a specific moment uh, as they're passing over the bridge that is tied into That's That's later. true, yep. yeah. So, so they all put on the night vision goggles and... And they go through this very long tunnel, and they start just killing all these like tail passenger people. Yeah, my notes. But that, that this is my next note says this movie is so fucking weird, right? It is. <laughs> they should have slaughtered them instantly, like because because then they're, then they're like they call up from the back. They're like, bring up the torches, or whatever. Yeah. and they're literally running this fire up like it's oh, the Olympic torch. Exactly. This is the part that I hate because it's like, why weren't you bringing fucking torches with you the whole fucking time? Cause like chances are you, you could set things on fire. Like you could cause all sorts of other havoc. So you're letting this one guy who's the most, also the most skilled, right. um, no, no, for not sure. even participate in the fight until you ask for the fire. No, for right, for real, chops. I have a note that says, "Why did they not have the badass guy with them the whole time?" Right, exactly. Like, like he has to run up all the way from the back of the train with the fire. But I do like as dumb as it is. I do kind of like when they bring in all the torches and they kind of turn the fight. And like Chris Evans is trying to get to Tilda Swinton, and like one of the guys that's like, there's two guys that have suits. Who are, they're like two Russian guys or whatever. They're, they, yeah, and they seem to have, quote, I don't know, superpowers? I don't know. They seem very <laughs> See, overpowered. That's the weird thing with this movie. First, let me back up just a little bit. That scene with the torches, they used no additional lighting. They only shot 
the only light they had to shoot that scene was just those torches. That that's pretty cool. That that's is pretty cool. cool. And it was all on handheld cameras. That's why it was so shaky. Um, oh, okay. But you're right. There's there's a couple things in this movie that they don't. Not that they ever explain really anything in this movie, but <laughs> some things that are just kind of inexplicable. Um, what's his name's daughter is supposedly clairvoyant and can see oh, into the future. They, yeah, and she they kind of hint on that, but they kind of like they blow it off like it's a joke. Yeah, not a joke. They just blow it off like it's no big well, deal. I yeah. read something. I read something that they and like they don't explain this, but they say that like oh, supposedly like train babies people born on the train have like very good hearing for some reason and maybe that's why she was able to tell what's going on it's so weird maybe but, i like, don't know but there's like no way to get that other than reading it afterwards right. so right. And, and then the other part is yes those those two like enforcers like the two sort of head you know they look like the mobs like mobster guys yeah. for whatever reason, are incredibly durable for, for some yeah, inexplicable I, reason. I had a big problem with the one. Yes. Anyways, we'll get into it a little later. So anyways, one of them has Jamie Bell, and basically Chris Evans has to choose between getting his hands on Tilda Swinton, stopping her from getting away, or saving Jamie Bell. And he doesn't save Jamie Bell, yeah. and Jamie Bell is, see ya, he gets murdered by this that, guy. That was the that was one of the first moments in the movie, and I was like, I don't think I'm going to enjoy this uh, going <laughs> yeah. forward. Because Jamie Bell is gone, he gets stabbed, um, they get Tilda Swinton, they take the water supply section. Um, she removes it, her weird fake teeth at some point, which is yeah, like, it, don't and, get that. Like, and that this is kind of the point where Chris Evans is like, well, I'm going to kill you, and she's like, hey, don't kill, don't kill me. I'll take you to Wilfred. Um, so then we get kind of like a weird sequence where they're just going through like a bunch of these different cards on the train. They go through one that's like full of plants and trees and like soil yeah. and stuff like that. They go in. I, I have to say, though, like the visuals in this movie, I did really like. Like they go into that car that's like the aquarium car. Yeah. And it's very cool looking. And but then immediately then they're like they walk through the aquarium car and then there's a sushi bar. Yeah, in this car, and it's like they all sit down and have sushi, and I'm like, my note literally says they all eat sushi. Man, this movie is weird. Because, yeah. and then like he, Chris Evans won't let Tilda Swinton eat the sushi. He's like, you have to eat this protein block that he has with him. It's very weird. Um, and it it it's getting weird. Oh. It's gonna it's gonna it, get very weird. Yeah, very the, the much. layout of this and, train and we, is so strange. And we missed the part where John Hurt gets killed. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. He gets, yeah, be- he gets captured and then they execute him. Right. Yeah. Because, like, I feel like the one guy that kills him, like that bald guy that's seemingly French or whatever, like, I don't know. Like, we don't learn anything about him, but he seems like he's maybe a big deal. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. He's like, like a higher repenchment or whatever he is. But they actually go back into the back of the. Is this when they go back to the back of the. Uh, train and 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 kill everybody no that's later Uh, that's That's a little bit later so so they they eat sushi (laughs) damn it um then they they walk through a car that's full of like it's full of like meat and like you know dead animals i don't know where they got all this meat where Mm -hmm. they have these chickens and stuff then they go into the next car that's like a classroom car right and they're like there's like teaching little children and this is what i'm really like this movie is just fucking crazy this was my favorite part of the movie (laughs) 
So, like, they, they watch a movie about the history of the train, about the history of Wilfred and how he was always in the trains and everyone, like, made fun of him. Ridiculed but this, him. Yeah, but then this train ended up to save civilization. Uh, they sing a song about him. <laughs> and then, okay, then they're like, then the guy from the beginning of the movie is like, hey, special treat. This guy's going to play violin, and we're going to celebrate the New Year's. Everyone gets New Year's eggs, and they bring out a big wheelbarrow of eggs, right? And they're yeah. giving everyone, they give everyone eggs. Hard-boiled this, is the, this, is the, this is the second thing I tried, hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> I've, I've, I've had them before, and uh, they're pretty good. I'm sorry, third thing. I had sushi as well. Sushi was oh, jeez, man. You really got into this, Chops. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, like, then, like, so the thing is, <laughs> they they sing their Wilfred National Anthem, right? And they which I want the... a song dedicated to me. Well, this and whole they... this whole part is basically like, it's you know, how they how they indoctrinate all these people into believing, yeah. you know, what they want them to believe. So He's that... like a savior, yeah, right. Because, and, and, and also, I... the kids do a lot of dabbing, and I thought that was really uh, of its time too. So the th- it, then it turns out that bullets aren't extinct and that they're hiding guns in the wheelbarrow and they just start shooting a bunch of people and then the one guy shoots the pregnant lady which i was like whoa that lady is clearly pregnant and you yeah. just shot her this is this Alice movie is yeah this movie has gone off the rails um and, and then like chris evans ends up killing tilda swinton yes uh um and they're so they're still gonna like go on and get to the front of the train yeah at this point it's like three people right or four people. well well it's it, at this point you still have uh you still have chris evans octavia spencer yep. uh the 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 lock guy and the lock guy's daughter are still alive yeah that's, at this point. And that's it because yeah. because the reveal of the gun is when they kill uh the dude who got his arm broke off because yep. they pull the gun yes. out of the thing and shoot him right in the head um, and they shoot uh they shoot Octavia there too. No, no, that's no, no, later. No, 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 that's later. Oh, okay. So, so they're they're this part's so weird. So they're so making they're, their way up front, and they're in like a big turn, right? And what the one overpowered suit guy that's still alive, he looks and he can see they're in a car that's full of all glass yeah. while they're going through this turn. So he starts shooting through the window to get them, and I'm like, wait, why would you be? Should you be shooting holes in the glass if it's so cold you can't also, go outside? Why wouldn't you? In order to make this car, the the glass has to be extremely thick to not allow as much cold air and and temperature like loss in there. To where like I don't think he'd be able to shoot through it. Well, they do have to shoot a number of times to get holes in it. I think that's part. Yeah, of it. but it's then like, like the air freezes into the. It's it in the car. It's it so is, weird. And how long is this turn that both him and Chris Evans shoot at each other, take a pause, reload, yep. turn around, and shoot more, and they're still facing each other in this turn? I, I love how they're just, like, wasting bullets when all he's got to do is stay where he's at. they got to get past him at some point anyway. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So anyways. And, but I, also, I, do enjoy, I do enjoy the weird layout. Like, it goes from school to like jacuzzi bar, <laughs> like jacuzzi nightclub as the next car and the car after that thought, is like I thought, the, I thought the next car was the dentist's office it was the it was the car with a head like the actual looked like an actual train car where oh like, that's right yeah, yeah but yeah, but there and then you walk past the dentist's office and then yeah. and the next one is the sauna room right, that's the sauna room it's so weird it's yep and then weird. the club car yeah. yep 
So but yeah, the, the, I don't understand how the glass is not bulletproof. I, I don't, I don't get that. So the suit guy—that's what I call him—the suit guy who's overpowered. He catches up with them in like this weird sauna car, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And like, I, he's super tough. He kills Octavia Spencer. Um, and they finally end up killing him. Question mark. Spoiler alert: He's not dead somehow. They like stab him in the side and choke him out in the uh, back, I think, or something. No, right in the side. Yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. well, he's got the knife in the side, right. but they also, oh, they like, also are yeah, choking him. Yeah. Okay, so Octavia Spencer, I thought she was dead, but then she's, like, not dead. But then she ends up dying. She's like, hey, find my son, and gives, like, which, by the way, there's a guy. God damn it. Chops. <laughs> what? So there's there's a guy in the back of the tail who, like, it's like taking pictures, but apparently he's so good at drawing pictures and so fast at it that he yeah. draws pictures as fast as, like, a Polaroid picture. Mm-hmm. Because, like, she's got a picture of her son, and yep. she gives it to Chris Evans as, yep. like, find my son, and, okay? Uh, those pictures were done by the original artist of the graphic novel. Oh, oh cool. okay. Yep. Um, okay, so they, 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 they continue working their way up front. Uh, they go through a car that there's like I don't know a rave going on I guess yep. like because there's mm-hmm. it's yep, like party, a rave I call that the party car or the club car sorry uh, so there's a club car and, uh, they and, get they're, to the f- and they're all getting also, they're all getting stoned on that uh, chronal stuff too and, and like they said that there's like a thousand people like they haven't passed a thousand people yet like they they must have skipped over cars and yeah they didn't like show that. all the cars okay <laughs> yeah come on chops I wanted to see like, the rooster. A hut car where they made all the eggs. Yep. Uh, the cow I wanted to car. see the slaughterhouse. Yeah, I wanted to see it all. Um, so so, so yeah. they get to they get to the front of the train, and there's like the last door to get to where Wilfred is, right? Um, it, and like him and the lock guy kind of have like an argument. The lock guy, the lock guy is convinced that the temperature is dropping outside, right? Like he is like it's raising outside. It, it, sorry, it's getting the temperature's warmer. getting warmer outside because, like, okay, let me see if I had this right. The point that Chops mentioned, where he's looking out the window at, right by the bridge, is like he's like, "Hey, you know what? There was a plane crash out there, and originally I could only see like the tail, but this time when we passed, I could see way more of it, like mm-hmm. hinting that the snow is melting and it's getting warmer outside." Am I am I getting yes. that right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And okay. that, and that, all it will take his 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 whole the whole crux of his argument is, it's it's now the environment outside is now at that point where, you know, all it's going to take is maybe one or two more degrees, and then everything's going to melt rapidly, kind of like mm-hmm. here, you know, in, in the winter where it it gets just slightly above thirty two degrees, and then all of a sudden everything starts to melt dramatically. So he wants to blow the door and go outside. That's his whole thing. He says that he does. He doesn't even care about the drug. He's been collecting it to make a big bomb out of it to blow open the door right. to get outside. Because it's it's so, made out, it's made out of something explosive. And then and then we get like, I'm torn about this because I really I, I I think Chris Evans is great in this movie, right. and I think his like. Up until now, he's he's a he's the protagonist. He's the character you're rooting for because he went through so much crap. Right, and, then and I, this is where they ruin him. Right, and well, and I think he does a great job with this speech. Like he delivers, like his performance yes. is great. But like this is where we talked about a little bit before is that when they first got on the train, they didn't give him any food, and they eventually they eventually resorted to cannibalism. And like Chris Evans is like, yeah, like. 
babies tasted the best. And he tells a story about how he was how how like someone was gonna go eat a baby, and then uh, the guy in the back, what's his name? Like the guy, Gil- he, Gil- Gilliam. Gilliam was kind of like, "Hey, don't eat this baby. Cut off his own arm. Eat this instead." And they did. And like the guy that was going to eat the baby put down the knife. And like Chris Evans is like, "I was the guy that put down the knife. I was the guy that was going to eat my eat the baby." Yeah, right? and, I w- and, and the I baby say- ended up being Edgar. The baby that he saved was it, yeah, Edgar. And I will right. say that was the hardest part about my culinary challenge uh, and the research for this movie was was eating baby, and uh, he he was right. It tasted delicious. <laughs> it was the best out of everything. Yeah, yeah that tasted, was like when he when it tasted he, a lot like, of various ages. I have to say, like, I was very conflicted at this point in the movie when Captain America is talking about how good babies taste. Like, yeah, like I, I, my wife started to watch this movie with me, and then ten minutes in, she's like, "I don't know if this is for me." And then I went back and told her afterwards about the cannibalism part, and I didn't even get to the baby thing. And she's like, "I don't want to hear any more about this." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you did not watch that movie with me because." you would be very upset at me right now. Yeah. Um, Cause it was, it was just like, it's it dark. was awful. It was awful to hear him explain that he was, he in the whole movie, he's like fighting against being a leader. And this is why is because he was just, a, he fit, he has so much guilt for what happened in the back of the train when he got on. Right. And that's the kind of thing is we see a lot of people in the back of the train that are missing limbs and, and I think what they want you to think is that it's people that like got their limbs stuck outside and were yeah. and were punished. But what we learn is that basically people in the back of the train were cutting off their limbs so people could eat it and not kill other people. And then they introduced the protein bricks, right? right. Yep. And one of the things was uh, Chris Evans was going was trying to cut off his own arm to to do oh, that as well, do but he couldn't do he couldn't, it. He couldn't bring He's, himself to do it, right? No. So and th- and this is told before the door opens, right? Right, right, right. right. This is before because then the door opens to the front. That lady in yellow from the beginning comes out. She shoots the lock guy. Uh, tells Chris Evans like, "Hey, uh, whatever this, whatever the fuck." Ed Wilford. Harris wants Wilford. <laughs> Ed Harris wants to meet you. He goes in there. Ed Harris is like wearing a robe and like cooking a steak, uh, and it's very weird. And he's like, "Hey." Spoiler alert, me and John Hurt have always been working together. We talk on this phone every night. This whole revolution was because we needed to decrease the population by 74%. So we were like, we th- they were working together in order to get this revolution. It wasn't supposed to go as far as it did. It was supposed to end, I think, in that car with all car, the yeah. X guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's why they, they killed Gillian as, as a way of like you didn't that wasn't the bargain and so right. you have to die right because we need to reduce population and that this was like in order to do it and make it not seem like we we're just killing people um so he reveals all this to chris evans then then we cut back and the suit guy is not dead yeah. he gets up and he's like going to walk to the front there's that scene where he like gets stuck because the knife stuck in the side of him and it like bumps against the wall and he pushing through like all these club goers which are now like rushing the well that's the thing too yeah yeah all the ravers show up and they're like mad i guess because the lock guy stole their drugs and he's like fighting them off 
Um, so, and then I'm like, I, I literally just have a note that says, man, Ed Harris really is a boner for this engine. Cause he's yeah. like talking about this engine, like how great it is. And it's like the front of the train. And then like Chris Evans is standing and he drops to his knees and he starts crying about the engine. And I'm like, oh, uh, well he, he starts crying because of like the quiet, like he's like, I bet you, you've never had a quiet moment since you've been on this train. And he like steps aside, and it's. I think it's just that like. Well, yeah, because yeah, he, he yeah, he's like, basically like he's basically like you've never been alone on this train. Yeah. Have you ever been alone? So he lets him be alone in the engine, and he starts crying. Um, and, and then the kind of thing is like, Ed Harris is like, hey, I'm old, I'm gonna die. We need someone to like take over my job, and they want chris evans to do it they're like hey we want you to be in charge of the engine um so uh, so then like i'm sorry if i'm not explaining this well you might have to help me no, you're good. so then yeah. so then like the suit guy and the lock guy are fighting the lock guy's daughter runs up and is like i because she needs the matches to light the bomb to blow the door open right but then some somehow she knows something's going on on the floor and she lifts up a panel on the floor and octavia spencer's son is in the floor like well no 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 you, okay you missed go, go, a lot there. all right yeah, go, so, go ahead. so she rushes in to get the last match that chris evans has to say hey we need it because we want to blow open the door on the side of the train to get out because that's their whole goal is to get out and so it's it's this like play on hey help us achieve our goal while ed harris is explaining things and chris evans is kind of buying into it he's like starting to give in to this responsibility yeah up until because- ed harris Oh, go ahead. Right, because the whole crux of this is uh, Ed Harris and William Hurt, or John Hurt, are 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 William, uh, Ed Harris in in uh, it controls the front of the train. John Hurt controls the back of the train, and they're the two ends of the closed ecosystem. And everyone has their place. Everyone has their role in this train in order to make the whole thing function and stay and keep the keep the human population, you know, still still going. And um, Gilliam, John Hurt, identified Chris Evans early on as being someone who could take over for Ed Harris. And so the whole thing, all of this has been to get him up front. front, And you find out that Ed Harris is the one who's been writing the notes and passing them through um, all so they could get, A, the population under control, and B, to get Chris Evans to the front so that they can explain to him that this, all of this stuff is that they're doing is necessary. That in order to keep humanity alive, everyone has their role to play. It's not pretty, you know. Some of the roles are terrible, and the things they have to do are terrible. But just for humanity's sake, these are the things that we have to do. And Ed Harris now is dying, or is going to be dying soon, and they need someone to take over for him. And 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 Chris Evans is the perfect person to do it. And he's, he's kind of get- seeing that. And he's yeah. kind of he's, he's kind of on he's kind of on board with right. it, but then when he finds out that they're using Octavia Spencer's son, yeah. So so there was a scene in the beginning of the movie with Tilda Swinton where she's saying the sacred engine, and she's like putting her hand out and pulling it in, and putting her hand out and pulling it in. And I was like, I don't know what the heck she's doing this for. This is dumb. And then it, you find out it's the fact that they take the there's a part of the engine that broke. That this internal eternal engine needs a human component to take the waste out of it. 
right. because that piece broke. And the only thing in person that'll fit in there is a child of a certain height. And it is discovered that when when John Hurt rev- or, um, uh, Ed Harris reveals us that it's Octavia's son that's in there putting his hand out grabbing the gook and dropping it putting his hand in dropping the gook and and it's it like kills him to see this well can i ask a question sure. chops you're the expert the other kid <laughs> okay. the other kid that they bring from the back he crawls out of like a cabinet and then like crawls in the part of the engine in the front of the engine i'm sure it's just like an emergency like like bypass kind of thing where like the engine exposes itself to like allow someone to sit in there to do things until you're able to put someone into the other spot because Um, like because because chris evans is like i gotta save octavia spencer's kid he ends up like jamming his arm into the machine yeah, to, to stop, stop it. the gears so that the kid can get pulled out and, and he gets him out and that's like the thing is like he does end up losing his arm so it's like hey i couldn't do it before but i do yep. lose my arm uh he gives the matches to the lock guy's daughter the she last lights, known match in the existence. last match yeah she lights the fuse on the drug bomb uh the drug bomb goes off and makes a big explosion, which causes an avalanche, which derails the whole fucking train, and it's all wiped out. And then, so <laughs> everyone's dead. Is that's what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I think I think everybody. So, are, are, are we supposed to believe that everyone besides the lock guy's daughter and Octavia Spencer's son are dead? That's what I thought. Yeah, which is like what's another the point? Super bummer because like now you can't repopulate like. Humanity's well, gone for well, good. And that's my question because they, they get out of the train crash and they're in the snow and they're not freezing. And like then at the end they see a polar bear, right? Mm-hmm. Like the polar bear's alive. First of all, if everything froze when I got so cold, where did this fucking polar bear come from? I got nothing for you. But anyways, so I can't tell. Like is the ending supposed to be hopeful where it's like, hey, you know what? The earth is warming up. So we can survive, or is it supposed to be like a real bummer? Because it's like, hey, you know what? We could have survived on the Earth, and we didn't know. Now everyone's dead except for these two people. Well, I think I, it's both. I think whatever it's not only that. It. I think it's. I think the polar bear symbolizes the fact that life did continue on in some fashion, and that hey, you know what? Maybe life, life finds a way, right? Life, life finds, finds a, way. a way, and that maybe <laughs> just because they didn't see anybody while they're driving in this train doesn't mean other people don't exist somewhere else in the world. Right. I think that's kind of the crux of it. But if they don't, they're all screwed because there's only two people left in humanity. Right. And then the one thing is that they cut out is that if you let the polar bear go longer, uh, he actually uh, takes a Coke out of the the freezing snow and becomes (laughs) becomes an actual Coke commercial at the end of the movie. It's it's a really weird product product placement at the end there. Really weird. Um, Yeah, it's a bummer. Like, the movie is a bummer to begin with this idea of humanity and a closed ecosystem struggling to stay um, alive and present with the fact that like people are shitty. Um, And then you just wipe everything away at the end and everyone's doomed. But Hey, these two people got out of this train to show, Hey, it's not so cold. I refuse to believe. And listen, I know we, I know we're what we're supposed to believe, but I don't believe that everybody else on that train died. If they survived the crash, why wouldn't some other people have survived it? Well, that was the thing. They survived well, the crash because, because uh, bomb because uh, uh, the lock guy and Chris Evans like shielded them from the blast. Yeah. 
That's what you're supposed to believe. Now, and, and you like, see all the other train cars tumble explode. down the side of that mountain. Yeah, they explode. They break free. Like, those are the, the there, front There are some cars right behind elements. them, though. Maybe some of the ra- all the ravers died? Well, Maybe. they're all high. They don't know what to do. I don't know. Like I said, I, I, I didn't get... I did not get if the ending of this movie was supposed to be hopeful or just even more depressing than the rest of the movie. Like I didn't understand what it was trying to tell me. Like I get, I, like I said, and I, and I asked you guys, I didn't get if it was like, Hey, guess what? The earth is cooling down. So things are going to be all right. Or if it was like, the earth is cooling down, but now everyone's dead except for these two people. So it's all of the above. It's, it's, yeah, I don't know. The wor- it's the worst case scenario for everything. It's I just a bummer of a movie. And, 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 and like, that was the part that like, I was like, man, I didn't, I, I didn't enjoy this movie as much as I did the first time I saw it, and I think it's because of that initial shock factor, and because of the state of the world we're in right now, like, <laughs> like it, it hits differently. Yeah, and I, 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 I mean, like, listen, I don't know, like, I, I'm not a huge fan of movies that are bummer. Like, that's not something. Like, I, I don't actively seek out movies that are going to bum me out at mm-hmm. this point in my life. But like, that's not even like. I don't even know if that's the main thing that like it being a bummer is like, okay, that's part of it. But I just didn't get this movie. Like I understand. I don't know this. And I don't know. You guys probably didn't feel this. This movie made like made me feel like I wasn't smart. Like I didn't get everything that they were trying to say and all the symbolism and everything. And I was just like, I feel dumb because I don't get what this movie's trying to tell me. I did. I kind of from a larger perspective, I got it. But I didn't like. I couldn't be like, oh, they were. I know they're trying to say something about like the class system and all this stuff. And it was just like, I don't know. Like I just didn't get it. I guess I didn't look that deep into it. To be perfectly honest with you, I mean, I, it, it has a lot of metaphors in there, there of is. like of like class struggles, about ecosystems, about um, chaos. Like I think it's just a, it's just a movie that represents that chaos exists. And that you people struggle against it and people ride with it. But in the end, no one can control it. Chaos is chaos and things happen. And um, I think it's just about making the most out of a bad scenario as best as they can. And I think that's the constant theme throughout the movie is that there's certain people dealt better hands than other people. And they're making the most out of whatever they have. So either you're in the back of the train eating people or you're in near the front of the train and you're you're just having a drug orgy all the time because that's the end of the world and there's nothing else to live for. Like, um, it, it was just a constant depressing metaphor of the lack of control, I think. Let, let me ask you this, because we, we've gotten to some heavy stuff. What do you guys think? Like, do you think that they should have, like... Who are you supporting in this? Do you think like Chris Evans and the the door guy were right, or do you think they should have just kept on to keep society going? Like, isn't that like it brings up some heavy things? Like, if, if this is a real thing, like, are, was that the right way to go about it to control the population? Should they have been sharing resources? Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the answer is. Like, I don't know well, if ending don't... all of human life is the right answer. I don't think. I don't think they're. You can't. I don't think you can quantify it with a right or wrong answer when it's coming to surviving for existence' sake. Like they're living on to preserve the last of humanity. 
They're not making anything movement forward. They're they're slowly moving backwards is what's happening. So in that scenario, I don't think there is a right or wrong. There's just a what do we make to survive kind of that, choices. That's fair. Do you yeah. think we're supposed to believe that there's other pockets of humanity that found ways to survive? See, I think well, that's part of it. Think about it this way. Um, the train itself, Ed Harris, right, uh, he built this train kind of in spite of everyone saying he was an idiot. So he's going to agree that this train is the, the only answer no matter what. Well, and, and here's a question like I have. And this may, th- listen, I may sound completely dumb, right? The train's not like, the train is not like, oh, it's super insulated. Like, couldn't you just like, couldn't there be people that just, hey, we stayed inside? Like, I get that it's cold, but, what, you know, like, I, I don't know. Like, I know. Right. No I, that, was, that was my biggest crux with the movie was that, so he had the technology to create a self-sustaining moving train. Why wouldn't there be, like, a building that was created that is self-sustaining on its own with this? Like, he couldn't have kept this technology quiet to himself. No, I like, think that's what it is. I think that's what the what the... I think that's the whole point of it is this whole train is just hubris. Like yes. th- th- there's obviously probably pockets of humanity out there that I'm sure people survived and are just living a different way than what they used to live. Um, you know, there's, if he had the technology to do this, then there's no reason that other places didn't have couldn't have scrounged together something like they yes there's going to be an ice dug. age but the ice age doesn't happen overnight right and like you can dig underground like they like society could have dug closer to the earth's core sure and used heat yeah. from the natural gases and, and and core of the earth like like and and i think it's the fact that the the movie is is framing the world from the train so you're not per- you're purposely not seeing everything else right because and, you it wants you to think of just the train as this that, yeah thing. and i get that like it, 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 from the movie's perspective that's it humanity is what's on the train and that's it like and i think the end of the movie is supposed to make us think like well maybe there are more people left mm-hmm. from the majority of the movie is like this is it this is all that's left and it's like the big question is like is humanity worth saving it, like what's the cost of saving humanity is if the cost is like eating babies and killing people to keep the population down and this like is it worth saving i think that's ultimately what we're supposed to kind of digest which is and, super heavy but and, i think that's what we're supposed to kind of think about also this is this was a french graph uh comic book series right mm-hmm. but it's also a korean director and i don't know if that's also something if there's some sort of political thing as well being shown here with this movie is like an avenue of, of like a stance against, you know, oppression or whatever kind of politics are involved with that. Could I don't, be. I don't know. And yeah. you know, it, there's without reading the comic book to kind of like correlate to the movie, it's really hard to judge the intention of it because a movie can be so vastly different from a comic book. You know, yeah, the adaptation it, can't, can't be one for one. Well, uh, I will tell you for certain one thing that this movie doesn't have, and that's any sense of scientific no. knowledge whatsoever. Because look, I kept looking at this movie, this, especially this time around watching it. The logistics of how this train operates is incomprehensible. Yeah, there's no combustion. Is there combustion? No, I don't no, know no, if there no. Is. Not even that. Is it- Not even that. It- Just the whole sealy ecosystem thing. Like they have 
cows, obviously, right? They have to feed those cows. Cows generally eat corn and grain. Where are they going to grow enough corn and grain to house? There is probably what? One, two, three. There are probably 15 or 16 cow carcasses in there. And where are they getting all these roaches to keep making yep. all these proteins? Where are they getting bars? all the roaches? Where are they getting, you know, places for all these thousand people to sleep? You know, where you obviously the we don't see don't. we don't see all the train cars, sure, but yeah. we see a large enough swath of them to know that like to 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 have an idea of what's there. Right. And like they, they the only thing they explain about with water was the fact that as ice and snow falls over the train, it captures the water and pulls it in to cycle through and be the water retention and, and whatever yeah, for the they, train. They do but also that, yeah. but like where isn't that like also letting out heat? Like where is it collecting water? Because the because technically that water's not melting on top of the train. They have to collect that snow and ice and then allow it to melt inside of the train to before they can collect that water, right? Mm-hmm. So there has to be some sort of apparatus to open and grab things. Like, like you know, there's... And, yeah, and, the and then the weight of the train is, is constantly being adjusted. Exactly. There's also, like, the science behind this movie is... Infuriating? Yeah, <laughs> it really... It, that that's, the, that's really the one thing that irritated me the most about this movie, was just looking at it from that perspective, which is ridiculous, because that's the last thing you really should be looking at at this movie. Yeah. Right, right. But that's what I did this time around. Um, do you do you have anything role reversals or anything like that? I you know what I didn't even look to see if there's taglines. You check that out. I'm going to see if there's a tagline here. I will. No. I'll I'll chime in and say that baby back ribs was probably my okay. favorite. Uh, All right, we're good. Uh, food about oh, we're good. Okay, sorry. Um, uh, Dustin Hoffman was considered for the role of Ed Harris. That's really about that would have been bad. About it. Uh, oh no! I did find a good one. I did find a good one. Um, so Tilda Swinton's character, uh, Mason, was originally written for John C. Riley. Oh, I saw that. Yes, yeah. and that it was going to be, and she was going to be, or he was going to be like a nice and kind of benevolent character. And then they're like, "Oh no, let's get Tilda Swinton in here." And Tilda Swinton completely changed the character around and made it what it was. She's great. Like again, we said oh, yeah. earlier, the acting in this movie is so great. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah, just yeah. the the plot and this and like and, the and ideas movies don't it. movies don't have to be scientifically fact and proven, yeah. but it, it's all about how they portray it to get you to not think about that piece. And it was not they were not able to do that. Uh, do you guys want to hear what the taglines are? Sure. Um, are we all freeze and die? <laughs> uh, first tagline: AD twenty thirty one. The passengers in the train are the only survivors on Earth. Okay, that's kind of lame. Tagline two, fight your way to the front. Uh, Okay. And and the third one is, we move forward. That's it. (laughs) Okay. Um, Anything else anyone wants to mention before we get to our rating on this, or you think we're good? I'm ready. Let's rate it. All right, let's do it. All right, there, Trimmer Trappers. And what, what is this again? I forgot. Five machine guns. Do you want to go first, or do you want to have one of us go first? No, no, I'll go first. I'll rate this on a scale of. Uh, it's machine uh, guns. Uh, five kernel or or not. Um, 
or Conal, however you say it. Just just do machine um, guns. <laughs> I'm going to give this movie probably a one and a half. Whoa. Um, uh, you know, two. We'll go two. Uh, <laughs> a two. Because I, I came into it thinking, like, yeah, I, I recommended this movie to a lot of people. Like, I, whenever uh, I, it would be brought up, it's like, oh, yeah, you should, you should watch this movie. And I think, again, at the time, it hit differently because I was not as familiar with this act, this uh, director's work, and also just the portrayal of these types of stories was newer to me, so it was more exciting and more shocking. Um, now it just seemed super depressing and sad, and not as well made as I wanted it to be. So um, for the fact that like I didn't feel reward, like not that I felt rewarded, but like I didn't feel like my time was used well enough from watching this movie it wasn't super long which i was appreciated what are you, are you um, kidding me it's like over two hours long it's, it's like two hours and two hours and nine or six minutes yeah so, I mean, it's, it's 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 an it's long enough like, like i didn't feel the like front it was of the train long. and there's still like 40 minutes left <laughs> well still yes but uh yeah i'm giving this two out of five uh and i'm sorry joe for uh for him making you sit through this no i mean i'll go next and like I, i'm really torn about this because it's like I can recognize that this movie, uh, like, I, I feel like it's a well-made movie. I feel like it has good performances. And, but I feel like I just, it, I didn't connect with it. I didn't get this movie. Like, it it, it wasn't for me. Like, I, I can see people being like, hey, I really like this movie. I really got all its metaphors and what it was trying to say. But that wasn't me. Like, I didn't, it, it didn't resonate with me with that. I It, it was a bummer. Uh, I didn't think any of the action sequences were particularly great. Um, I I don't know. Like it it just, it did. I didn't get it and it didn't connect with me and I didn't, it was just weird. Like all my notes were like, this movie's weird and I'm confused and like, I could see someone loving it, but I didn't love it. I'm going to give it, uh, two machine guns or if you, if you like two roach filled protein blocks, Mm. LPJ. This you're right. This is tough. I do like this movie. Um, I don't know that I would ever go back and watch it again, or at least not anytime soon. Oh, I would a hundred percent never watch this movie again. Um, but you're right. It's well made. It's a very well made movie, and the performances are very good. Um, But it's a tough watch sometimes. It, parts of it are just tough to watch. Um, I guess if we're rating this as far as action movies go, I think I'm going to take that stance on it. This is not a very good action movie. There are action scenes in it, but the action scenes are few and far between, and they're not necessarily what you would want. Like, they're not quite... So, so the, the action scenes are hand-to-hand combat, and they're not they're not good enough to be something like a John well, Wick. Well, hold on, start like, over. Take that, take that again. I'm trying. They're not good enough to be like a John Wick. They're not good enough to be like a raid. They're a not, royal battle royale. Like, it, yeah, yeah like they're none not, of those like, like they're those not, Korean martial arts right. or blood bloody movies. I got yeah, this. I got, Dang it. You are dra- you are dragging the fuck out of this episode. <laughs> and, oh, we're only at 118. We got plenty of time to hit the maximum. No. 
Hurry up. And then they said, no. Uh, yeah, but the action's not like that. And you kind of get infuriated with some of the characters and the fact that they have maybe clairvoyant powers. Maybe they can rise from the dead. I, we don't know. <laughs> you know, it's weird. So that that really detracts it for me. But overall, I think I enjoyed the movie, but I don't know that I would go back and watch it again. So I'm going to give it two and a half machine guns. Um, and I will say that there are definitely going to be people out there that love this movie and people that would hate you it. recommend it to somebody? I, it's, it depends on the person. Like, I wouldn't recommend Aaron watch this. But maybe I'd say maybe I'd tell Sarah to watch it, my sister to watch it. This this is the biggest buildup you ever had to a reveal of your machine gun rating. I, I was still I'm just that. it's not even a reveal. It's not even a buildup. Like I'm still trying to toss it over in my head. I still can't figure yeah, out. No, I, I get that to a certain extent because like it's hard because I uh, objectively like I can see why people think this is a good movie. Yeah, I can like, see why like, people I, think this I, is I a great movie. Like we watch movies that are bad and they're just bad and they're poorly made and they have bad performances and it's easy to be like that's a bad movie. This isn't a bad movie. I just don't like it. Like I, I didn't it. connect with me and I don't like it. Like which is fine just cuz a movie's good doesn't mean you have to like it, but it's just weird, you know, to watch yeah. a movie that you know is good and fundamentally you're like i should like this because it's a good movie but you just don't like and that's, that's it's such a weird watch it's just a weird watch is ultimately what it boils down to i i have a question and i don't want to get too far into it because like i'm ready to be done with this but like there there since this movie came out there's a tv series on tnt how, how is that like a multiple season TV see the tv series the tv series takes place uh, seven years after people have gotten on the train. So 10 years before this movie takes place. But it's still on a train. How do you oh, have yeah. a multiple season show that's just people on train cars? I don't know. I'm from what I from what I read, it's apparently there's two trains. Oh, well, I've read that the, the, oh, the, the, they don't they don't tie together, though. They're not like. Right. right, it's, right. Not, it's not like this is a pre. The show is a, not a prequel. To right. The movie. No, it's a completely different it's a completely different story altogether. This isn't even the story that's in the novel, graphic novel. They just took elements of it and rewrote an original story based on the elements. So when well, you read the graphic novel, it's not this. Well, and I guess this is the part of the the show where we always say like, "Hey, if you if you're into this movie, if you're into the show, let us know on the Discord. Like, what's the show about? How is it different from the movie? Like, how do they sustain the plot of a show? You know, like let us know. You know, because maybe we're just not getting it, and you know." That's what I'll say. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm good with this. Yeah. You no, guys I good? Think, you know, yeah. You know what? Like, I didn't enjoy this movie, but I, I felt good about kind of talking it out with you guys because I think we're kind of all in the same boat where we're like, yeah. this isn't a bad movie, but we just, it just wasn't for us. It's heavy and it needs unpacking. Yeah. And it definitely was Chops' fault that we had to watch it. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Totally. Totally my fault. <laughs> 100% your fault. Next time, um, as. You know, to repay you guys, I'll have you over for a barbecue. Um, Next. One of the recipes I found from this movie, I think you guys have really enjoyed. No uh, if you want to repay me, next time you're on, we're going to do that movie where Jackie Chan dresses up like Chung Lee or whatever it is. Oh, City Hunter? <laughs> oh, yeah, City Hunter? We're Done. finally going to do that. Uh, no, I'll, I'll find... Oh, 
Is E.T. enough of an action movie? Oh, no, no. We're not doing E.T. No, oh, okay. Not. Sorry, Joe. I was just trying to find a movie that would drive my brother crazy. I uh, hate E.T. And uh, he, he, he passionately hates E.T. I hate E.T. Yeah. so much. Yeah, one of the most beloved movies of all time, and your brother hates it. Like, there's, yep. like, there's a few things that I hate. Uh, uh, E.T. and feet and mannequins. I don't like, I don't like, I, I, I don't like uh, anatomically correct mannequins. Well, I guess I've got a lot to work with now. Well, you, you you are yeah, you're just giving people on the Discord a lot of fuel oh, of pictures shit. to post. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. God damn it. I'm gonna Mannequin, feel this. Mannequins, feet, and ET. Everyone have at it. So I'm I'm, I'm half tempted to just shit. start doing it right now before this episode even airs. <laughs> so then so it sparks so back confused. up. Yeah, listen. Yeah. I we did from <laughs> dust till dawn and I just see so many so many people posting pictures of Quentin Tarantino sucking on feet. <laughs> Because I thought that scene was gross. So if you get a few mannequins, I'm good with it. Shit, I don't. It's so late. What did I? What am I doing? All right, I think we're good. Uh, Anything you want to plug? Chops, do you have anything to plug? Yeah, um, Mannequin Two, the movie, (laughs) um, will be on a future episode on this podcast. Um, no, I, I the only thing I have to plug is our Discord and uh, listen to the retro Legend of Retro episodes and let us know how you feel because apparently the cool thing is to um, have the popularity of our show explode after we've canceled it. So uh, thank you to everybody <laughs> yeah, who's, coming out of, that, who's coming out of the woodworks and appreciating our podcast that we stopped. Um, it really means a lot to me. I and I recommend going back listening to episodes well particularly episodes i'm on i mean like i guess you can listen to ones that lbj are on but like the ones i'm on you I know would listen to those. you know what we need to do we need to do the lost episode we need to do toji mineral no you know what the you know what's funny i know we're running long but let me say this when i was going through the movies that came out in 2000 was this 14 we decided 14. One of the movies in the top ten was literally the lost episode of the Last Action Podcast, X Men: Days of Future Past. The oh. crossover, the crossover that never happened between us and the uh, Legend of Retro. We were supposed to do That's uh, right. Days of Future Past and mm-hmm. the X Men arcade game, and it was right at the beginning of COVID. So much so that I watched the entire movie and had a full <laughs> set of notes for x-men days of future past and then it never happened because like literally it was like the next when it was supposed to happen it was like lockdown so yep i I totally forgot about that yeah like somewhere i i still have an entire like eight pages of notes about days of future past that one of two lost episodes that i watched the entire movie took notes on the entire movie and then we did not do the movie so there's the other episode that we did do that we're never releasing ever. <laughs> Which one? Your the your guys unglorious bet oh, inglorious bet. Yeah, we never released that. I forgot. LBJ, we, <laughs> yeah, I remember couldn't now. do it. Yeah. LBJ, do you know what the other movie is that I watched all of, took complete notes on, that we had to scrap it because of certain things? Yes. Uh, was it the town? It was the town. Yeah, because I watched all of it too. Yeah, which I actually really like that movie. So anyways. It was all right. That's neither here nor there. Anyways, yeah. we've gotten off track. Uh, Chops is plugging his podcast that no longer exists. It exists. Had, it exists. It's, it's just, more popular now new. than it was when it was coming out new. We we have um, 300 more likes on our Facebook page uh, in the last month than we, hey, than you know, we did you, when we were going live. 
hey, you know what's popular these days? Revivals. Maybe there'll be a revival of it. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, uh, I think we're good. Uh, You know what? Like, as much as I didn't really enjoy watching this movie, I'm kind of glad you brought it ultimately, Chops, because I wouldn't have watched it otherwise. And and I'm kind of glad I can, as much as, you know, I didn't love it, but I'm glad I can say that I saw it. So You can put it behind you now. You can tell my brother to shut up about it. It's true. Yeah. Listen, I did have not brought it up since the first time I mentioned it. Yeah, but you knew when he suggested it, you knew I didn't want to watch I it. Totally you were like, yeah. I totally did. And I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. Jackass. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> anyway, right. this episode. Thank you, Chops. All right. Thank you, Chops. Enough You're Chops. Welcome. Enough You're Chops. Welcome. This episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated. But we'll be back. Enough Chops. Thank you.